The following is a production of Monte Vista Christian School. Welcome to the Alumni Spotlight Podcast from Monta Vista Christian School. I'm your host, Devin Kleffer, and joining me on this episode is Paul Venable, the class of 2019. And Paul, you and I were just, we were talking uh, off air just a minute ago, and I thought, oh my gosh, it, we, we, it feels like much longer than that because we've had this little global pandemic since uh, you were actually a student at Monta Vista. So how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> as I was saying earlier, it... Um it's just crazy that it's been two and a half years now since I graduated. It, um, it honestly feels like just yesterday <laughs> I was at Monta Vista down in California, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've been doing great. Um, I've been living life, uh, meeting a lot of new people, having a lot of great experiences. I absolutely awesome. love it up here in Idaho. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I've, I've been good. Awesome. Well, as you mentioned, you are a junior at Boise State in Idaho. And I guess let's just be, before we get into what you're up to now, because there's a lot of exciting things that you're actually involved in right now. And I want to make sure that we unpack that. But I want to explore a little bit when it comes to MVC. What are some of those first memories you actually have of this place? Yeah. So um, the, the first time I ever was on the campus of MVC was, um, I think, third grade. My wow. parents were doing a tour there. Okay. And I, I remember very distinct, distinctly, um, well, a few things. One was um, I remember seeing uh, Mr. Sharp, the headmaster at the time, yes. with his camera, and he was just snapping <laughs> pictures like no tomorrow. And yes. I, I remember thinking, like, uh, he kind of reminded me of my dad because my dad's the same way where he just takes pictures all the time. Um, but then I, I also remember, um, you know, that it didn't necessarily feel like a typical school. You know, mm. I, I was used to school being like, you know, uh, kind of a brick building mm. um you know, a uh, lot of fluorescent lights, you know, kind of almost like, a, I hate to say it, prison-like, but um, <laughs> Monta Vista, I just remember that the campus was really beautiful. There was trees yeah. everywhere. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt, I felt at home uh, on the campus. Yeah. That's so, so it cool. was a good first impression. I love it. And in third grade, no less. Um, and yeah. so when, when you were first became a student here, like that, that first day or that first experience here as a student, what are some things that kind of jog your memory when it comes to that, that transitional time? Well, um, I started in Monta Vista in sixth grade and mm -hmm. I remember I was, I was terrified, <laughs> um, <laughs> just because I, um, you know, I didn't really know anybody and, mm. you know, I was so nervous about making friends and all, all that stuff, yeah. which, you know, I feel like it's pretty normal when you, when you switch schools. But, right, um, right. I, I remember I started to fit in pretty quickly. I, I met people. Um, I remember everybody was, um, you know, just like really upbeat, happy. Mm. Um, I, I remember, um, kind of the first spiritual emphasis week, at, you mm. know, in middle school at the time we had like, I don't know if you were, if you remember this, but, um, we'd have like three days, um, like the first week of the semester right, where right. there'd be like these chapels and stuff. And in middle school, um, this, um, this, uh, former student named Jack Wilkins would run mm. them. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I remember him and I remember just like his enthusiasm. And then, you know, eventually mm. he was the, the choir director at Monta Vista for a year. Right. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, I just remember there was a lot of enthusiasm, um, a lot of upbeat, um, people, um, and, you know, uh, I, I think I, I surprised myself at how quickly I was able to adapt mm. and, you know, kind of fit into the community yeah. at, uh, at Monta Vista. Yeah. 
I love that because I think so many folks can resonate with that, regardless of whether they came here during the time you were here before or that are here now. And I think that that story is so relatable to so many folks that you, you come onto this campus and this is a lot bigger and a lot different than other campuses for a lot of reasons. And there can be an intimidation factor until you do, like you said, you really oh, yeah. find your people here. I'm curious when it comes to your experience at NBC going from sixth to 12th grade, I know it's probably hard to just pick one, but what's that like a, that one memory that you just like, it's, it's the, it's the cherished memory that you can always go back to when it came to your time here. So I thought about this a little bit. Um, and even though it was towards the end of my time at Monta Vista, um, I would definitely have to say, um, the choir trip, my, my senior year, mm, um, yeah. they, it, <laughs> it was a blast. Um, and shout out to, uh, you know, Mr. Bill Tun and, um, uh, Mrs. Motto. Sorry. I think she's, um, a, a Perez now, if I, yes, yes. if I recall correctly. Um, but it, it was just a blast. Um, mm. I, I remember that the trip was like very little choir and more so just about just having a blast and having fun. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember just joking around, um, uh, annoying the <laughs> annoying the crap out of uh, Mr. Tun on the bus, um, uh, it, and uh, just um, a, a lot of lot of really good memories um, from that trip. Um, and it was yeah. also like you know kind of the last time I really got to be with everybody right. um, before we all went our separate ways. And it just right. um, it was it was really good to end you know on a high note, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Musical pun intended, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kind of let, let's go to kind of what's going on right now, because I actually kind of got wind. I, and for this is one of the things, Paul, that I, I often, I guess, relish the opportunity to talk to alumni during podcasts and stuff, because you're a great example of somebody that I, I knew your name. I could identify you on campus, but I never actually had you in my classroom. So I, I mourn things like that when I know like these incredible young adults come through here and I don't actually get them in my class. Um, but let's talk about what you're up to now. You're in Boise and how I actually caught wind of you is actually an email that I think maybe came from your dad, went to Gretchen Cortez, who is the assistant to the head of school, Nikki Daniels. And then it kind of got uh, tossed to me because I'm working with alumni relations and stuff. And you're kind of doing some pretty cool stuff up in Boise. Tell us about that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing I'm doing up here is I started a nonprofit um, called Trash Club. Um, mm. And essentially what we do is it's a really simple mission. We just go around and pick up litter. Um, mm. And, you know, our goal is a, a litter-free Boise and mm. a litter-free Treasure Valley, which is, you know, the like the area where yeah. Boise is located. Um, you know, Boise um, is a very fast-growing community. Um, I, I mean, you know, my parents always tell me about, you know, their neighbors, you know, different people they know from their different, you know, things they get involved in, right? And they're all moving to Idaho, right? seems like everybody's right. moving right. to Idaho. <laughs> right, and so true. One of the things that made, you know, this place so great is it's clean, right? Um, mm. You know, growing up in California, I, you know, I can't say that the communities, you know, that I grew up in and were around me were very clean, right? There's always a lot of litter. Right. And, you know, up here in Boise, there's this really great fear from those who are native to Boise, and even those moving here to Boise, that Boise as it grows will begin to become dirty, mm. um, like those other communities. So Trash Club was started um, to basically prevent that from happening. Right. I yeah. mean, obviously there's a major environmental benefit to what we do, but you know, at, at the end of the day, um, trash club's goal is to make sure that Boise as it grows does not become dirty. And mm. that, you know, newcomers here in town know that, Hey, this is a place where litter isn't welcome. Mm. Um, and this is a place where we value cleanliness and we value, um, 
you know, the, those things that made our community so great in the first place. And we don't intend yeah. to lose those as, as we yeah. grow. Um, we've so far, um, we've been doing pickups for about a year now. Uh, we've picked up, um, uh, I think it's around 1800 pounds of trash wow. is our, is our current total, um, which, you know, for other areas may not be a lot, but for Boise where it's already kind of cleanish, it's, it's quite a bit. Right. Um, we've gotten a lot of attention from the local community here. Um, people have just, you know, really loved, um, what we're doing and we've mm-hmm. gotten a lot of really cool individuals coming out to our pickups. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's been really rewarding to see the, the impact trash club has had. And it's been really rewarding to just talk with the different community members, figure out what's going on in their yeah. lives, what they think about all this, and then providing them with a really easy, but effective way to give back to their community. Yeah. I, um, I, I love this on yeah. so many levels. Paul, Paul I've got to ask though, like some of the obvious questions are you are a, a young adult, you're in college, you're away from home and had a heart to pick up trash. Like what was the genesis of that? Other than obviously just like you said, the obvious disparity between uh, the, the roadside uh, scenes between Boise and where we are in California. Well, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I kind of start with saying that, you know, I, for me, Boise is my home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, a lot of the attributes of this community here, um, I, you know, I, I really identify with, mm. and, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I just really feel at home here is the best way I can say it. Um, so, you know, as somebody who came from a community that was also growing a lot and did experience a lot of these issues, yeah. I, you know, I myself was kind of worried about Boise becoming like that. Right. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I talk a lot about this kind of stuff, but you know, why not actually do something about it? Right. Mm. Similar. A lot of people will talk about doing things, you know, I know up here, a lot of people, you know, uh, they, they complain about, you know, the growth and stuff. And it's like, well, why not, you know, why not do something about it? Like if you're worried about the city becoming dirty, why not go out there and mm. make a difference? Right. Like you can yeah. do that. Um, yeah. and you know, at the time too, the pandemic was in full swing. Um, school was online. I, you know, wasn't, um, really socializing that much just cause I didn't really have the opportunity to. Right. Um, and I was like, you know what, now's a better time than ever to get out there and pick up mm. trash. Um, mm. cause pandemics don't stop litter. Right. <laughs> right and, um, right. you know, also I wanted to provide an outlet for people just to like talk with people. Right. Cause yeah. I was really socially deprived and everybody right. else coming out was, and, um, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it just kind of, I, I guess, if that answers your question. Um, it absolutely does. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, just as a follow-up, you know, once again, it it makes sense on, on so many levels. It seems like, of course, we would want to live in a beautiful community. Of course, I'm going to spend my, my time making sure that it is a beautiful community. And at the same time, have you had, I don't want to say pushback, but have you had a challenge with kind of recruiting people to your cause? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of dedicated volunteers come out, um, you know, but it takes a certain type of person to go up, go out and pick up trash. Right. Um, you know, especially, um, you know, we have a pretty decent sized like BSU programming, right. You know, as a university student, we also do a lot of work with the university Sure. and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of students will be like, you know, I don't want to look like a prisoner or, you know, I don't want to look like I'm in a chain gang right, going out right, there. Right. right yeah. And, uh, one of my biggest regrets with trash club is actually our first kind of, um, volunteer staff uniforms we had, they were this bright orange color. Cause nice. oranges, you know, this cool color of BSU. <laughs> so it was like, right. you know, we, we literally looked like we were, you know, uh, going out there doing our right. mandatory community right. service, but, oh. um, you know, and you know, that, that's something where there's not really much we can necessarily do about that. We've been, you know, trying some things like, you know, getting shirts that say volunteer on them. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, I guess it's really just, 
I guess, normalizing that it's okay to go out mm. and, you know, help your community, right? And that picking yeah. up litter is not something where you have to be punished to do it. Like, right. there are people out there that, you know, see it as a really effective way to clean their communities and a really effective way to, um, I guess, improve their communities, right, and give back. And that 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 is not something that should be looked down upon, right? Absolutely. And um, I think we've done a pretty good job at uh, kind of helping destroy this stigma. But, of course, you know, there's always going to be you know, folks out there that are still, um, you know, worried about, you know, uh, what if, you know, my neighbor, or my friend see me going out here and doing this, are they going to think I committed a crime or something? Um, <laughs> sure, sure. You know, it's a very real, it's, it's a very real issue we have. Um, yeah. you know, and I'll admit it's something I've thought about myself too, <laughs> going out there, especially when I first started, it takes a, it does take a certain level of, I guess, confidence to go out there and, mm. you know, clean up trash. And I, you know, really admire all the volunteers that have come out, um, to help us because it's, um, it's not, not an easy task. <laughs> it right. really isn't. And, and Paul, from your perspective, uh, do you see this something that you will continue with and being a part of after graduating? Or do you see it like handing the torch to kind of the next BSU students who want to take this and run with it? Or where do you see yourself down the road with this? Yeah. So, um, one one of the major reasons, you know, we started as a Boise State club just for students, and then we eventually uh, branched out, and became an actual nonprofit in the community. And one of the reasons we did that is so, um, you know, after I graduate, um, I could continue running this. Um, so that said, I, I do intend to keep running it after college. Uh, wow. I don't think it'll be my full time job. I right, right. don't know if I'd be able to do that, but um, <laughs> you know, I I do want to keep it at least a, a part time thing and just uh, you know a little thing I do on the side. Um, of course, you know, our BSU programming is going to have to be run by another student in the future. Right. Um, but, you know, as for Trash Club as a whole, you know, I definitely want to keep it going. I've, you know, I, I guess I've made uh, <laughs> too many friends and I've met too many people just to <laughs> stop it all of a sudden. Right. I, right. <laughs> if anything, I feel like I'd be betraying them. Yeah, right. I love it. I love it. Excellent work, Paul. So uh, such a need, right? I, I love the fact that it's very bottom level. It's obviously something that has a direct and immediate impact on the community itself. And I think I think it's wonderful that you really took this vision and have grown it into the thing that it is. I, I'm curious as we get ready to kind of wrap things up on this episode of the Alumni Spotlight podcast. Um, you've had some time since you were an MVC student. You, you've you've grown in a variety of ways, I'm sure. If you had the opportunity to, what's something that you would want to tell today's MVC students? Or if you want to look at it, what do you wish that you would have known when you were here that you know now? Yeah. Um, so this may be hard to. Uh, you know, I guess kind of here for some, for, for some students, but, um, it's really that college isn't everything. Mm. Right. Um, you know, growing up in California and in Silicon Valley, there was this immense kind of like, I, I call it like a cultural pressure or societal pressure, right. um, to essentially overperform, right. And to put school above everything else. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote down in my notes here that I, I remember, um, that, you know, different, I guess, folks in the community, right. Um, or different people I'd interact with, you know, would tell me that, Hey, even if you had like a 4.0, that was like bad. Right. Mm. And, you know, when I moved up to Idaho, I realized that, you know, that that's not, that's not where the priority should be. Right. Mm. Um, so my advice to students is to, you know, focus on themselves, focus on their mental health and, you know, focus on what, what they really truly enjoy doing. Right. Like, 
don't don't stress over you know the the little stuff and you know don't over stress about whether or not you're going to get into the right schools or you know all all this stuff right like you know always try your best right and um you know always always strive to be the best individual you can be but remember that um remember that it's okay if your best is not everybody else's best mm-hmm. right like for me in high school my best wasn't you know an a plus a lot of times cuz i had stuff going on you know, my, my best was like, you know, a, a C or something, you know, like a B. Right. And right. that's, that's okay. As long as you can look yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, you tried your best, right. you know, you know, and at, at the end of the day, um, you know, your life is, is going to work out how it's supposed to. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, just be yourself, right. Absolutely. Um, do what you love and focus on yourself and remember um, that college is not everything. Indeed. Here, here. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Congrats on the trash club. And I can't wait to uh, see down the road how things have continued to grow as you continue to make an impact there in Boise. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Alumni Spotlight Podcast. As always, you can swing on by Apple Podcasts or Spotify to check out our complete archive of shows. Or if you want to and even check out some student work, you can swing on by MVC Podcasts, S, MVCPodcasts.com. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. <laughs>